Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. And I want to just remind you, as I always do, to hit the subscribe button, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any of our podcasting platforms. Uh, we just want to make sure that you don't miss out on any content. Today we are taking a little bit of a break from our uh, series on spiritual direction to talk about sabbatical. So you could say we're taking a sabbatical uh, of yeah. this episode to talk yeah. about sabbatical. Yeah, that wasn't funny. Um, so because, and I'm joined by Pastor Brad, our lead pastor, and um, you're taking a sabbatical soon. So um, before we talk about what sabbatical is and what it'll be for you, what does the Bible have to say about sabbatical and rest more generally? Sure, yeah. So uh, I, I, I thought I would maybe, uh, before I say that, just address the idea that uh, you know, people who uh, live in the workaday world sometimes you know, are like, wait a second, <laughs> this, how, how, how do I get a sabbatical? I don't get a sabbatical <laughs> in my job. Right. You know? And, uh, and I, I want to recognize that, you know, many of you watching this might be thinking, that doesn't seem fair or something <laughs> like that as, as we talk about this. Um, I guess one I'll start with, and as, as we look at the scriptures here in just a second, um, the, the, the interesting thing is that what we do is, is a particular vocation, a, t- a particular calling, and we our our fundamental role in life is this is is a unique calling mm-hmm. and so we're we don't make um widgets we don't run a business um we are called to shepherd the family of god and so th- the way we do what we do um, in one sense, gets to look different mm-hmm. from kind of the way that the world does stuff. It, it should look different. It should be holy mm-hmm. um, in what we do. So I just, I, I recognize, uh, you know, sometimes when I talk about sabbaticals with people who, um, for lack of a better, better way of putting it, have a normal job, um, <laughs> you know, they're like, wait a second, I thought, you know, you like only work on Sunday and now you're getting like <laughs> no. three months off. No. And th- that's not really the case. Yeah. Um, For example, you're at work here today I am. and it is not Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I <laughs> sat in uh, probably six, seven hours of meetings yesterday. And, oh, uh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I had to write a whole a research paper that everyone wants to be edifying. Um, and uh, I call that a sermon, a research paper that I perform <laughs> for you and for God. <laughs> and God then grades it. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I'm held accountable by God for it. Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's just kind of interesting what we do, um, but it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So all that said, um, let, let's start here. So the idea, that a sabbatical, according to the employee handbook at Faith Covenant Church, um, uh, credentialed pastors are eligible for a sabbatical every seven years. And the word sabbatical comes from the word Sabbath, which is to cease from your work, mm-hmm. okay? And so we have that uh, in the first chapter of Genesis, we know that on the seventh day, God ceased from his work, the, the day of rest. And then as God called uh, the nation of Israel to be his people, 
Um, and he gave them the Ten Commandments. One of those commandments was honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm-hmm. Um, that seventh day. But um, as and then and then God gave His people um, a law. He gave kind of three types of law for forming His people. Um, there's a uh, a moral law, a um, civil law, and a ceremonial law. Okay, so these are within the first five books of your Bible, the Torah. And in Leviticus 25, uh, there's um, something called the Sabbath year, and then we have the year of Jubilee. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read this real quick for your edifying uh, and mine. So the Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I'm going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards, etc., etc., etc. So essentially the land was to lie fallow Mm -hmm. during that seventh year, which means it was not to be farmed. Okay, And then I'll just read the year of Jubilee. Um, which is right after this in Leviticus 25, count off seven Sabbath years, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the 10th day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement, sound the trumpet throughout your land, consecrate the 50th year, and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family, is to return to your family property, to your own clan. The 50th year shall be a year of jubilee. Do not sow, do not reap. Um, uh, it is a year to be holy, etc. So I, I bring all this up, you know, uh, the seventh day of rest, um, God's call in the uh, Ten Commandments, uh, the seventh year uh, where the land is to lie fallow, and the jubilee year, because what, what God did was... For the benefit of his people, Jesus says that uh, in the Gospels, he says, you know, the, the Sabbath wasn't created for God. It was created for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because he knows, left to our own devices, we'll work ourselves to death. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, um, and, and it is good for um, the human body to rest. That's why God created yes. humans to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that's not a product of the fall. That, that's God's prescription. That that's we intent. Rest. <laughs> yeah. And, and why he gave a day of uh, Sabbath rest every week. And it's why in that seventh year, um, the nation of Israel was to let the land lie fallow. And in, and in so doing, um, you know, their work for a whole year was greatly curtailed in the fields. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I say all this to say that God believes rest is good. Yeah. And, and in so doing, in taking a sabbath rest on a weekly basis um you know i don't i don't work on mondays okay so monday is my sabbath and jill and i put have real strict boundaries actually around that day um when we cease from our work it's an act it's it's an activity of faith Mm -hmm. practically speaking because you you know in a sense god is like hey on that seventh year i want you to um trust me I'm, you're going to be fed. You're going to be mm-hmm. fine, and the, and the land needs to rest, mm-hmm. um, just like you need to rest. And same with the year of jubilee, and so um, 
So what has happened in um, Christendom, in churches, recognizing that pastoral burnout is a real thing. Yes. Um, Especially uh, in the last couple of years with the pandemic, we've seen really right. high rates of pastoral burnout. Right, right. In fact, the there are probably more. There are, in fact, I know this for sure, for certain. There are more pastors leaving the ministry than entering the ministry in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's the thing. And so, um, thankfully, when, when I came here seven years ago, um, I saw that the employee handbook had um, a, you know, that after seven years, um, a uh, pastor could take a sabbatical. And, and so I'm going on a sabbatical. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's a 12-week period. Um, basically, I'm gone from May 15th to August 15th. And um, the goal in that is um, really um, to cease from my work <laughs> and to rest mm-hmm. and so that when I come back, in fact, um, I'll talk more about this in a second, but when I come back, I'm, I'm not only refreshed, I'm inspired mm-hmm. for ministry. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I want to point out a couple more things about the biblical discussion of rest. One, I, I just want to reemphasize the aspect of rest for land. It's not just rest for us as people. Mm-hmm. God wants rest for land, and there's stuff in Deuteronomy about giving animals rest. Yeah. And so That's rest is point. really a holistic command mm-hmm. for all of creation. It's not just us. Um, and I also like to point out, I always love to point out in conversations of rest that Jesus took naps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus valued rest. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't necessarily see him taking a three-month sabbatical because mm-hmm. his ministry was only three years. But you can see that he valued rest in yeah. his time that he was on earth. Well, and, and interesting, you know, because I was just looking at this, both, uh, you have Moses taking 40 days, you mm-hmm. have Elijah taking 40 days, you have Jesus taking 40 days. Um, and uh, I, I'm getting more than 40 days, but that's also <laughs> after 31 years of full-time ministry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. So it's, uh, like you said, um, the uh, employee handbook for Faith Covenant Church says every seven years, but you've, you've only just been here for seven years now, and mm-hmm. now you're saying you also haven't had a sabbatical in previous uh, right. locations as well. So right. long overdue for you. <laughs> yeah, well, in any ways. Say, I'm, I'm very grateful that the, the church um, thinks it's important enough to, to make it part of the policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've already said your sabbatical is from May of uh, May 15th until August 15th, so this summer. So what are you doing? Where are you going? Yeah. What, how, how, what's this going to look like for you? Yeah, so uh, it's... Um, I'll start with this. Many of you know, I, I informed the congregation uh, that last, a year ago, I was applying for the Lilly Clergy Renewal Grant. Mm-hmm. And the Lilly Clergy Renewal Grant is a wonderful thing. It's, it's a, a big grant um, that goes to a pastor and its congregation um, for a sabbatical. And uh, I applied for the grant. I didn't get it. <laughs> um, I've used what what I applied for, um, and and the rubrics by which I applied to, to influence what we're <coughs> going to do. Would you like some water? Uh, that was the problem. It went down the wrong tube. <laughs> I think you need a sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, in 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 the clergy in the clergy renewal grant, um, the kind of the goal is leave and um, 
take a sabbatical, and do what makes your heart sing, which is kind of a wonderful uh, exploration. It's like, yeah. huh, what is that? <laughs> and so uh, what I'm going to say all this, and then I'll give you more of an itinerary. <laughs> so the kind of the, the fundamental theme of our sabbatical is going home. Mm. Now, um, and, and we're going to actually entering a, um, on May 7th, uh, here at Faith, we're entering a three-month journey um, all about what is home. Mm-hmm. Um, what is our theological home? What does it mean to heal in our homes? And so the, the theme of home is, is going to be um, coursing through the veins of our congregation for the summer and for Pastor Brad. Um, and uh, I'm very fascinated with the idea uh, that well, the, the truth that in Genesis one, two, and three. Um, the home that God created was the garden where the man and the woman, Adam and Eve, the man and the woman with God, were with God, and that was their home. Mm-hmm. And, and that home was good. It was, the Hebrew word is tov for good, and used in Genesis 1. Um, and that word tov means complete, whole. And I, I just love the simplicity because I think we get so caught up in our world in what home, you know, that, you know, home tends to be um, based, you know, we base it, uh, the, the success of home on, on activity mm. and busyness. And our homes are so busy. <laughs> um but what was good, what was told in the creation account is the man and the woman with God, and that was enough. Yeah. And so uh, we've taken that idea, and so Jill and I are going, uh, fundamentally, we're, we're going on a trip home. And so we're going to, I'll give you the itinerary now, mm-hmm. and, and you'll see that where home kind of weaves its way in uh, through this. So... Um, the first six weeks, we're going on a uh, tour of uh, Western Europe, and um, yeah, we didn't get the grant, uh, which is a shame. So we tightened our purse <laughs> strings, and um, Jill actually uh, lived in Europe, and so she has a number of connections. So about half of our journey, we get to stay in places for free. That's awesome. <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with friends of Jill's. So that's wonderful. Um, before anybody else asks, I've already asked if I can travel with them as their personal assistant, and they're not taking applications for no. that role. So, uh, shoot. Another time, Ken. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, real quick. Um, Was it my resume? Was that the problem? Uh, I just didn't have enough experience as no, a travel. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, you get to go to Israel next year. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, we fly into uh, Amsterdam. And then we spend um, the first few days visiting um, uh, Maastricht and Aachen, Germany. Now, I'll just give you a little glimpse in that um, one of the fundamental, um, wonderful parts of Jill's story is that she lived in Maastricht, in Maastricht, uh, the Netherlands, for four years. And she was uh, instrumental in birthing um, community Bible study in Maastricht. Hmm. Um, it's an amazing, miraculous story that maybe 
have Jill in someday and have her tell this story. Sounds it's, good. <laughs> yeah, it, it was truly, it's an amazing story. Um, uh, and, and CBS is still happening um, there. In Community Colorado. Bible Study, not the network. Right. <laughs> Although that's also still happening. Right. <laughs> yeah, so so we're returning um, to uh, the home where, where Community Bible Study was, was birthed by God using Jill and two, two other women. Um, it's just an amazing story. And so, and we're also going to be um, staying with a friend of Jill's who is part of that group, mm-hmm. that CBS group. Um, that particular friend um, has a home in Berlin uh, also. So we're traveling with them to Berlin then for a few days. And then that same friend has a daughter who lives in uh, Heidelberg, Germany. And so we'll be staying with <laughs> her daughter uh, for three days. And then from there, we're traveling to Sch- Schladming, Austria. Okay. And we'll stay there for a week. Uh, and then we fly to Sweden. And um, so both Jill's and my uh, great-grandparents on different sides of the family uh, are from Sweden. And for those of you who may not know, uh, our denomination, the Evangelical Covenant Church, was born out of uh, what is a movement, what was a movement in um, Western Europe called pietism. Mm-hmm. And that movement was birthed um, in Sweden and our great-grandparents were a part of that movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when they immigrated to the United States, they were part of the birthing of the Evangelical Covenant Church. So we'll fly into Stockholm. We'll spend three days there. And, and the Covenant Church has had a, uh, a an influence in Stockholm um, for generations. And then we'll be in Jönköping, Sweden, um, which is where Jill spent a semester when she was at North Park University. Um, we'll actually be staying on campus at the place where she stayed. Um, and then um, we travel just for a couple days to Allingsås, Sweden, where uh, my great-grandfather, Henry Erickson, uh, was very dear to my father, I mean, lived with my father for until my dad was 19, um, where he grew up okay. before he immigrated to the United States. His, his farm is actually still in the, the family. Oh, wow. And it's on the National Historic Register in Sweden. And so part of it is preserved in its original mm. kind of form. And That's state. awesome. Yeah. And so I'll meet relatives I've never met. Um, and I'll also get to visit the, um, the Covenant Church he grew up in, which is, sorry, I get emotional on these things. It's like, wow, I mean, <laughs> how, how profound is that? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that's like... That's in one sense going home. And, and, and in the whole time, you know, Jill and I so love to be outdoors. And so the idea of uh, Brad and Jill and God outside <laughs> is enough. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's home. It's, it's, uh, and then there's the idea of us going back to the home of our, our not only the, our relatives, but also the birthplace of the church that we've been a part of uh, for our, our, our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we go to Paris uh, for some R&R. Um, sightseeing and then we come back to Maastricht and we spend another week there visiting uh, some other friends and then we come home and then uh, the the last six weeks are well I would say five weeks is just uh, rest here stateside Mm -hmm. uh, doing different things with family riding bikes quite a bit I'm sure (laughs) Um, and then uh, my uh, granddaughter is due um, my my oldest daughter is um, pregnant and do with her first child on July 29th. So okay. we will then spend the last week of the sabbatical in Columbus, Ohio, 
visiting our new granddaughter. That'll be exciting. Yeah, and then we, we come back, We're back in the office on August 15th. Awesome. So that's a long period of time, and certainly for this first six weeks, not in the States, you won't be attending here. In the latter part of the portion when you are in Minnesota, will you be attending at Faith Covenant or kind of taking some space? No, we'll be taking space. We'll be visiting other churches. You know, and it's actually part of the prescription um, in, in a sabbatical mm -hmm. that you really are, you're ceasing from your work. And so if we were to come here on Sundays, it immediately would seem like work. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have people asking me about work. And so the, the it's, it's creating some boundaries so that, in one sense, the land lies fallow. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's also yeah. it's a great journey uh, for our pastoral staff to visit other churches mm -hmm. and and see you know what are they doing that's working, what's not working, and um, and so forth. So that that'll be a fun fun journey. I won't be checking email. Um, you can you can send me an email or send a text, and I won't respond <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it's, you're resting. it's designed to have to have uh, clear boundaries. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So then in the meantime, while you're doing all of those things, how are responsibilities being handled here for the things that you normally do? Now, certainly, of course, it's summer, so it's a little bit of a quieter time for us mm -hmm. to an extent. Um, but how, how are those responsibilities and roles being fulfilled? Yeah, so, I mean, this is it's a simple answer. One, we have an exceptional staff um, that is going to be just fine without me. <laughs> um, and, and I have great confidence in the staff to accomplish what needs to be accomplished here. You know, don't, don't hesitate to con contact the church office in any way that you would with me here or not. You know, mm -hmm. um, we have many capable hands here. Um, ultimately, uh, Pastor Shar is the, the one in charge in my absence. Mm -hmm. So if some sort of authoritative, uh, Something needs to happen <laughs> that will, you know, fall to Shar and/or the council um, mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, you'll blink and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, and then like Sunday sermons, who's going to be preaching uh, during that time? Yeah, thank you for asking that because um, uh, again, we have a very capable staff with very gifted speakers, yourself being one of them, um, and so the the preaching duties will be handled um, mostly by Kevin Shar and Pastor Sarah and I believe each of you over those 12 weeks have two um, Sundays you're preaching and um, and then I've also invited in so we're gonna go on a journey in um, uh, June and July called going home which actually is uh, a look at the six affirmations of the Evangelical Covenant Church. What is our theological home, so to mm -hmm. speak? Where do we where do we land when it comes to certain things? And so during that time, um, we'll have four guest speakers from our denomination. Um, one of them is a wonderful friend and spiritual director, John March. Another is um, uh, Pastor Paul Robinson, um, who works for our denomination in Chicago, but resides here in Minnesota. Um, another is one of our missionaries, who's a covenant missionary in Mexico, Carl Peterson. He'll be preaching. And then um, we have a special guest, actually. Um, we will have um, uh, Pastor Kara Stromberg, who is actually our uh, first female conference superintendent. Um, she will be preaching on what it means uh, to be a church that grounds itself in freedom in Christ, and that is in July. So having Pastor Sarah here is uh, is kind of a special treat. Pastor Kara. Pastor Kara, forgive me. <laughs> we always have Pastor Sarah right, with us. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. yes, Pastor Kara Stromberg yeah. will be visiting. Yeah, 
July 16th, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, lots of exciting things going on with that. Um, and so you're coming back August 15th. We mentioned that. Um, have any pastors from Faith Covenant gone on sabbatical before? Is there precedent for us to have this? There is, <laughs> uh, thankfully. Yeah, my first year here, actually, Pastor Shar um, had her first sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, that was long overdue as well. She's been on staff for, uh, at that time, she'd been on staff uh, well over two decades. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so she, uh, my first summer here, she was on sabbatical. And she'll be up for another one soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Um, not an unusual thing for uh, pastors to be on sabbatical, and it's certainly something that's been regular here. And it was probably yeah. probably happened for some of the other pastors that preceded you and Pastor Char too. Yeah, I, I know not all of them were here for seven years, but I'm guessing Ross Foley at some point had had a sabbatical. But you know, I, would I don't remember. So, interestingly, back in in Ross's day, um, sabbaticals were not. Um, as prescribed as they are now, hmm. um, and you know they they are more prescribed these days in a response to decades of ministry where pastors were just not getting a break and getting burned out and so forth. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure whether Ross had one. You know, one th- one more thing I wanted to note, if I may, is you know as I think about my sabbatical, um, I am again guided by my the grant I applied for and. Part of the goal of the grant, they said in your application, was, you know, what do you need to do so that when you come back, you're you can't wait to be in ministry again. Hmm. And so that's that's really part of my goal is what what does that look like? And so, um, I I I've, I have this time with Jill and so forth, um, and going home. But as I think about this, I really see these these twelve weeks. As an act of worship, mm. um, and and just falling more in love with God, um, because it is is for for a pastor for pastoral staff, it is what God is doing in us, which is the greatest gift we can give to our congregations, and so you know it's in another way thinking of of the John fifteen abiding in the vine, you know this is this is a kind of a a twelve week. Um, abiding more deeply into the vine that is Christ so that more fruit will be born out of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during all this time where you're spending intentional time in rest and in worship, um, what should we be doing as a congregation here mm-hmm. um, that's intentional? Because, I mean, we are a family of God, and um, as kind of one of the primary leaders of the family, when when that person is gone— that means other people have to take intentional steps. Right. So what's important for us to do right. in your absence? Yeah, so um, <laughs> uh, I was just talking to someone this morning uh, and uh, I, a couple of friends who, who just talk about the idea of the value of presence, the value of showing up. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it would, I think it was Yogi Berra who said, you know, I can't remember who it was, you know, basically a, the, the, the rest, a good recipe for life is show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, what, what, is, what can happen, and um, I see this happen all the time, and it happens in not just our church, but other churches. Um, you say, uh, well, the, the preacher I like the most is not going to be there, so I'm not going to go, or I'm going to go somewhere else. Or... Um, uh, 
you know, I'm just going to, well, I'll put it this way, a, a mentality that is has emerged, especially with post-COVID, um, and we're part of the, <laughs> we facilitated this in one sense, but in the with, with live streaming being so available, um, and the, the mentality that the church is just, just exists to be a dispenser of helpful information for me. Mm. So if I can just get helpful information somewhere, um, whether it be at the church or some other church or some <coughs> TED talk or whatever, then that's enough. Um, and, and that's that's unbiblical. It's not real. It's magical thinking, um, and it, it misses what God has called um, the church to be. Mm -hmm. The church of God is our home. It's it's the family of God, and and so you know, let's say. You know, I was to die tomorrow. Please don't. I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to. You know, but faith that faith that endured. You know, when when Ross, Pastor Ross, was uh, fell off the roof years ago and was out of ministry for quite some time when I was in my bike accident. What what makes the family of God work is you showing up and being present, mm -hmm. loving God and loving others. You can love God without being with others. But you will never understand the love of God without having to bump into others. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it is the it is the very uh, it is it is the very character of God that compels us to do life together mm -hmm. and have to bump into each other so that we are forced in in the most beautiful way to give grace to each other mm. and and uh, persevere with each other. And walk with each other, pick each other up, and um, correct each other when we're out of bounds. Um, and so the life of the family of God is just vital. And so, you know, whether I'm here or whether I'm not here, I ask you to think of Faith Covenant Church as your church home. And a church home is not something um, I reckon you, you just don't, you know, virtually go home on Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> you show up. Yeah. Present. I recognize uh, some of you watching this today are, are in a situation where it's very hard for you because of health or other situations to, to show up uh, physically. I'm glad you show up online. I'm glad we have this medium right here that mm -hmm. we can communicate. Um, but for those that can, um, it's important. It's important for uh, you and your loved ones uh, to make the, the value of the church family as home uh, a reality, a practical reality with intentionality. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's a lot of information that we've covered about the sabbatical. And um, certainly we'll be um, also having some time of prayer for Brad on the Sunday before he goes on sabbatical so we kind of have a chance to kind of say goodbyes. So um, we just wanted to do this episode because we know people have been asking, isn't he going on sabbatical? What's that about? Yeah, so yeah. We, we just wanted to have a, a an opportunity to really explain in depth what this is and what this is going to be for you and for us. So yeah. any last things that you want to share about sabbatical or your sabbatical specifically? You know, I'll, finally I'll just say I'll, I'll be praying for Faith Covenant Church. I pray you daily pray for Faith Covenant Church and its staff. I pray as I'm gone that you'd be praying for me and Jill mm -hmm. uh, so that we would simply just fall more in love with God. 
and have safe travels because you're moving around a lot. <laughs> safe, and safe and healthy. That would be yes, good. yes, yes. Well, thank you for joining us once again, and um, we're excited for your sabbatical. I'm excited to hear and see all the pictures and all that. And <laughs> so I I love travel stories. So I'm excited to kind yeah, of hear you do love hear to that. Travel. I do too. Yeah. So thank you, Pastor Brad, for joining us. Thank you as always for watching and listening. And we have we hope you have a wonderful and blessed afternoon. <laughs>